Weird Faith Podcast, the podcast of all podcasts. Brought to you by our friends at Clarksburg Baptist Church. We have some thoughts for your thoughts. I'm Scott McClure, and I'm joined with Joshua Weddle and Philip Wayman. Uh, just uh, some quick thoughts for your thoughts. Um, what do you think about this thought that we all are just paint in the same mural on the same wall, just drawing at different speeds? Wow. Wow. I smile to hide the pain. Today we're going to be reviewing the book Paved Paradise, talking about how parking lots have changed our world and changed our culture. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to park there for a little while and dive into that. Weird. It's so weird. Weird faith, weird faith, weird faith. Weird Weird. faith, weird faith, weird faith. Weird faith. Weird faith, weird faith, weird faith. Weird faith, 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 weird faith. I love you. Weird faith, weird faith, weird faith, with the weird faith, weird faith, weird faith, weird faith, with the weird faith. I love you. Welcome to Weird Faith. What's up, everybody? That was the weirdest introduction of all time. Yes, it was. We We're so it. glad to see you, set weirdos. Set a Guinness World Record. The bar's the not weirdest. been set. We got to top that every Guys, single time. We, we're on one tonight. We NPR <laughs> into Bowser Peaches. Yeah. That's a transition not everyone can pull off. Not, I'll be honest. Not I everyone know can what transition was. <laughs> yeah. I, I was kind of letting Phil have it for a second. I just had to jump in. Yeah. <laughs> I was excited, excited about too. That. All the way, yeah. you can jump all the way to chorus. <laughs> I know. Right. I didn't know you were going to go ahead and do like yeah. both verses. You gotta let it build. Yeah, and let That's it simmer. Awesome. I like it. Yep. We hey. got an exciting show yeah. for you today. Uh, we're going to jump right in with some shout outs from Phil. Uh, let's hear it. All right. First, shout outs. First up on our last uh, episode. Dumb Crimes and Guilt. If you haven't watched that, go check it out. Great now. episode. Good stuff. Uh, but we did a, a 30 Second Sermons, and Andrea Gwynn talked about how weird it was that Josh used in a metaphor that Jesus is a bird that chews our food for us, that provide us sustenance. That's fair, Andrea. Yeah. It was weird. pretty weird. Pretty weird. <laughs> well, totally that was weird. weird. <laughs> yep. And uh, then Ryan Sigmund crowned Scott McClure as the winner of the Weird Faith. 30-second sermons championship, all the way from behind. If you'd have saw Scott back at the beginning, oh, oh he was like he was like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> it's like one of those <laughs> passive-aggressive comments we get. It's like, he has grown man, you so have much. gotten so much better at preaching. You look so much better than you used to. Yeah, absolutely. You've really grown. What? Proud of you, bud. Yeah. Thanks, man. You did it. You did it. You earned it. Uh, he did say that you, so he took a little bit of extra points off for stumbling over Val, uh, <laughs> Val Holmes' name. So. What's her name? Home. Home. You can't say it that fast. Home. Also, someone by the name of Angela Weddle commented, and uh, she said she really needed to hear this podcast on guilt. Shout out, Mom. So this is Love coming you. out a few days before Mother's Day. Mm. So, Josh, you have the floor. What do you have to say? Uh, just that I love my mom more than either of you could ever fathom loving a mother. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, hey, come on. Happy Mother's uh, Day. <laughs> so in the thread of Josh and family, we've got a, a, a story that happened this last week. Uh, 
we were on, uh, you know, Call of Duty, you got headsets on, talking <clears throat> to your friends, we're in a little party and all that, and someone jumps into our party, and that's a pretty weird thing, because, uh, you know, people can do that, and you're like, who's this weirdo? And all of a sudden, he starts telling us that he knows Josh. Josh didn't recognize the screen name, and he also, you know, didn't recognize the voice, and we just threw out there, all right, if you know Josh, if you know Tito, then what's his middle name? And he shouts out, Travis. And now Josh is weirded out. There's beads of sweat just pouring down his head. He thinks he's got a stalker. Yeah. And uh, he finally says, who are you? And uh, Vaughn Weddle says, Josh, it's your dad, man. <laughs> and, and we're like, oh. <laughs> to be fair, I did also not recognize Vaughn's yeah. voice. So shout out to Vaughn, too. Shout out. All my uh, family. Janie Carrico, uh, Marianne Phillips talked about how uh, Josh used the word costed. I did. As you know, Jesus paid the cost, but uh, it costed, it costed him, him a lot. And Josh yeah. accosted our grammar police out and there. And our savior with that. Oh, well, maybe. Maybe yeah. a little it bit of bad. that, too. It, it said, if you look it up, I think you technically can use that uh, for the past tense, but mm. I'm calling it on myself. That yeah. was not okay that yeah. I did that. So better, I apologize to all of our weirdos. Better not. Um, it was insensitive. It was offensive and rude, and it will not happen again. That's how you do a land up an apology. Uh, yeah. A lot of politicians could could learn from that. Yeah, you man. learned something from that guilt up, guilt I episode, didn't you? Yeah. Just own it. Just own it. <laughs> yeah, I'll vote for you. Uh, so also, Carla Carr said it's so freeing to know that I don't have to pay for salvation, mm. uh, and that guilt is not a good motivator for relationships. It causes distance. And uh, it also is a self-centered type of love where we try and get people to do things for us. So uh, a lot of comments. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So even if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, we'd love to uh, just continue the conversation with you. So, Scott, what do we have today for a topic? So the last couple of episodes have gone extremely well with our sermon series, Fix My Mind. I'm not sure it was that intentional. We'll say it was intentional. I don't know about your mind, but mine's fixed. Your, yours is fixed? <laughs> As you can tell uh, from this. Mine was never broken. Oh, Ooh, ouch. <laughs> uh, but th those were uh, received extremely well by you guys. And today is going to kind of go along with the last uh, part of this past Sunday's message. Uh, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that message. It was awesome. We're going to talk about burnout. Hmm. But before we talk about burnout, I thought it'd be a good idea because one of the things we need to understand, and we need to understand that we are not superheroes. We need to know our limitations and right. what we can and cannot do. So on the idea of superheroes, now you think I'm a, we're going to spend the next 20 minutes debating Batman or Superman. We're not going to do that, but we're going to come pretty close. Let's have some fun. Let's do a quick three-round draft. Josh's favorite thing, Phil's least favorite thing, <laughs> of your top three, like this is who we're gonna bring together yes. for our Avengers, our <clears throat> Justice League, our Justice Society of America, whatever you wanna call it, yeah. our Barney and friends. This is who we wanna have in I, our unit. I would call my team the Clarksburg Baptist Church staff. Oh. I just feel like- that's But then that. replace us with other No, it's just us. That's my team. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, no, okay. All right, so who, hmm. who's starting things off here? I'm gonna let you go first. Snake snake draft? Yep. Yeah. We'll just go boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Okay. All right. <laughs> Round one, pick one is so easy for me. There is just a clear cut superhero that is above the rest, and that is Spider-Man. Spider-Man is iconic. I know that you're gonna, there's gonna be villains and heroes that are probably stronger. I don't like picking the 
like Superman, like cheat code heroes like that. Mm. Like I feel like Superman, like there's not enough weakness. You know, this mm. dude's basically indestructible unless you have kryptonite in your back pocket. Right. So uh, anyway, Spider-Man has always been my favorite. I think he's the funniest. I think he's the best character. I don't think there's really a bad Spider-Man movie with all of the different actors. I grew up watching the Spider-Man TV show. Do you not like Tobey Maguire? Spider-Man's three. Yeah. Was it, pretty it was emo, it was weird emo, emo Spider-Man, Spider-Man. The little dance right. scene on the sidewalk yeah, yeah. Was pretty awkward. it's cheesy but if that movie's on I'm gonna stop what I'm doing and watch oh it. I'm with you yeah I bought um, my I bought my PlayStation three several years ago and it came with it yeah it's the only reason why I own it but I still like to watch it Spider-Man's got awesome villains mm-hmm. the old TV shows were awesome I think his suit is iconic it's great Spider-Man is the best to me like. 100% of the time, I'm going to pick Spider-Man number one. So I get like Facebook ads and Instagram ads because I love nerd culture. So I see all these things. And one of them made me think of you, actually. You know the famous meme of when Spider-Man meets his like other variants? And it's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a button-up shirt, like oh. dress shirt. With yes, the spider- I almost all- bought that the other day. <laughs> yeah. I it, almost bought it for you. Yeah. I see, oh, it came man. up in my ads, too. Yep. Weird. 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 All right. So Spider-Man is yours. My number one. I think is the my favorite superhero of all time. It is Batman. Mm-hmm. I love Batman. I love all the Batman. Most of the Batman movies. I almost gave that one away. The George Clooney era, not yeah. very good. Uh, Val Kilmer wasn't. Val Kilmer wasn't that good Val either. Wasn't that mm-hmm. good exactly. either. It, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, Keaton, great. Right. Christian Bale, oh, great. Uh, the yeah. best. I love. The Robert Christian Pattinson Bale. was phenomenal. It was I still really good. Seen that. Meh. It, it was a phenomenal. Scott said he was scared of bats. To watch he, we'll we'll have a movie night. You're not invited. <laughs> No, I love Batman. I Twilight. I, the one thing I, the one thing that makes me laugh. Same he, thing. <laughs> as bad as like the the uh, Affleck era movies were, he wasn't bad. But the one line that was funny is like, "What's your superpower? I'm rich." Like <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, kind of true. It's pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a strong I, I do. So Batman's voice puts him up there too. We always make fun of the in the Christian Bale ones. Right. He's always like, <laughs> "Where are the drugs going? Hockey pads." He got good stuff. I got. I'm gonna go with a classic. Just all-time favorite. We're gonna say the Incredible Hulk. Mm, nice. I'm that's going a great yeah, first round. I, just a big dude, smart, super smart. And once he balances out uh, his, you know, the 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 formula, and then he's Professor Hulk. Yeah, he can't be beat. Oh no, he's awesome. Lou Ferrigno, Eric Bana, Edward Norton, or Mark Ruffalo. I'm a Ruffalo, Ruffalo man. <laughs> There's no other answer. Yeah, dude. He's Ferrigno second. He's yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Was Ferrigno the dude. first? He's yeah. a OG. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. He's helped out with some of the new movies. Mm-hmm. He's like body double. I think he's so. been in yeah. one of them. Mark Ruffalo is so good at <laughs> the scientist Bruce Banner. Too. Right. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like and he's, the struggle he's, of like trying to figure out his life. Yeah, his personality is awesome for it. So back, back to you. Back to Phil. All right. So sticking with this same strategy we're gonna go with thing from fantastic four oh, you're just getting going bulky <laughs> he's just going bulky yeah yeah we're going for girth <laughs> we're going for stoutness this is just some big old boys just <laughs> building an offensive line <laughs> an offensive line for the nfl <laughs> yeah i like it I, I like the strategy yeah yeah might as well yeah oh cool i'm trying uh, to think who to take from next like beast from Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. All right. You're up, Scott. Um, My second, uh, because he'll bring the greatest soundtrack alongside with him, 
is Peter Quill, Star Lord. Mm. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. No one's like more likable than right, and than it's because Peter it's Quill. awesome. It's Chris Pratt, also yeah. Andy Dwyer. He just right. can't separate the two. He is fantastic. Uh, I love it. Awesome, cool. Well, that brings me to my next steal of the draft, sitting on the table in between us right now. Mm. I'm staying with a Guardian of the Galaxy. And I'm taking Groot. I am Groot. Groot is so versatile, can do anything. If you watch the, the third movie, you find even more like, like there is nothing that this tree cannot do. And aside from his powers, like, dude, when, when Groot really wants to like let loose, he can take out an entire room by himself mm-hmm. like with, with ease. But aside from his powers and his strength, the sweetest guardian, he will do anything for his friends, there's loyalty there. There's just a good personality. He's a man of few words, you know. Doesn't you don't hear him say more than a few words in any movie? But man, is he always there, ready to pick up his friends, hmm. to show out, to just be that steady tree that just never falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, wow. That never throws shade either. Oh, hey. <laughs> all right. Who's next? Yeah, it's him again. Here Roots are again. deep there in the Guardian <laughs> family. So, all right. So, man, go into a third one. I'm just trying to round things out here. <sighs> between a couple, it was going to be between Iron Man and Thor. I think I'm going to go Thor. Mm. I think I'm going to go Thor for my three. Mm. Um, Thor Ragnarok is maybe the best Marvel movie there it's is. A good one. Up Agreed. there with Guardians movies and the Avengers movies. But man, Thor Ragnarok is a winner. Chris Hemsworth is just awesome. Uh, you got the Stormbreaker. You got what's the name of the hammer? I was uh, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yeah, M- Mjolnir. Okay. Uh, what um, that, is that dude in it? Um, the alien one. Uh, the Korg. The blue. Yeah, dude. I Korg is Korg. awesome. Korg is the best. I've got a hey, Korg man. action hey, figure down in the underground. My name's Korg. I'm made of rocks. Korg. I'm made of rocks. <laughs> yeah. He's, he does the rock paper scissors joke. That's your pair scissors. Little rock rock paper scissors joke for you. He's awesome. Uh, Becca Williams can do a great Korg. Uh, I got to hear impression. that. But yeah, Thor, awesome. He's got the, the lightning powers, right? Um, he's he's filling out my, my team at number three. Easy. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. I'll just do this one as a... Uh, I thought I had two options. One, I was going to say, not Hawkeye, but Jeremy Renner himself. Mm. <laughs> just... Normal dude, Jeremy he is a superhero. The dude, yeah, what he got hit by a, a snow truck in snow a snowplow. Yeah. yeah, that's snow like cat. ran over yeah. to save his nephew. Mm. If you've not watched any of those interviews mm-hmm. yet with him and like Jimmy Kimmel, it's absolutely incredible. I think it's like seventy six bones or something. Yeah, the fact that he's guys. alive is amazing. But he said he would do it all over again just to save his nephew. It's so a good real dude. superhero. It's it must a good be dude. a great nephew too. Yeah, didn't say anything about his niece, but his nephew, yes. <laughs> but my my other pick, just because you said her name, Becca and Ron Williams have this whole big thing that I look like Doctor Strange. Sure, sure. I He's do love Doctor Strange. Yeah, just because Benedict Cumberbatch is a fantastic actor. I love Doctor Strange. Movies are a little odd, but I yeah. think it's kind of awesome at the same yeah. time. I like them. I like it. Yeah. All right. So last one, deep cut. And if you ever watched the X Men cartoons, the animated series. Back in 1992, I grew up on that. It's one of my. It, when I think of X Men, awesome. that's what I think of. Yeah. And uh, so the character on there is the Blob. Oh, the Blob. The Blob. Yeah. So the oh, Blob is dude. just a gigantic dude that's pretty much. He's strong. A he's blob. impenetrable. 
And uh, he even he can take on uh, Wolverine's uh, claws without getting hurt. Wow. And so just a gigantic dude. So fun fact, too. Have you heard of the movie The Blob? No. No? It's an old, like, 1950-something movie. Uh, oh, is it like a horror? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it, yes. It literally... I, uh, I it, thought you were talking about it. No, not of this dude. <laughs> I was no, like, no. no, I didn't know yeah. they did a spinoff uh, thing. Uh, it's just this gigantic mass that yes. keeps growing and growing. Mm. So, filmed in my hometown, Downingtown, Pennsylvania, at the Downingtown Diner. I've eaten there many a time. Mm. And uh, so, go check it out see if you see me. All right. Yeah, I'll do that. So, <laughs> what are the teams you, you have? I've got Hulk, Thing, Blob. We went with the one-word names all right. and uh, round it all out. Batman. Who was my second? Quill, Star Lord, and my Jeremy Doctor Renner. Strange. <laughs> oh, Doctor Strange. I'll say, I'll say Doctor Strange. <laughs> okay, okay. So, and I've got Spider Man, Groot, and Thor. There it is. Who's every got time the you best? say Thor? I think you have a list. You're trying Thor. to say your sword. Yeah. My toe is Thor. <laughs> my toe is really Thor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us know which one of us has the best, and give us a good team name for those teams. Yeah. That'd yeah, be yeah. fun to also do. Yeah. But that's not why we're really here. That was just kind of thrown at them. Uh, we're actually going to talk about because this is weird faith. I want weird things. I want mm-hmm. the strangest, most mm. bizarre superheroes out there in the comic book world. So everything these guys are getting ready to tell you, these are legitimate, on paper superheroes. They were in print. Yeah. They were in movies. Uh, you know, think Captain Underpants. If you ever get, read those books, but Dude, right, he's better than most of these. <laughs> he, he probably is. What does he say? Uh, oh, man, I, I can't think of it. I'll, uh, you guys keep talking. I'll look it no, up. No, I'm going to yeah. do You're going to look it up? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so we're going to be talking about some some weird characters. Yeah, they're going to tell us about uh, some weird characters, weird uh, superpowers that they have, and then afterwards we're going to have some fun with that and see uh, what kind of things are out there in the comic book world. What we <laughs> got? his catchphrase. <laughs> it's find. something like look it up. Uh, toilety, right? Like, uh You've I can flush. <laughs> I, I don't know. I read these religious. Tra la la. What is it? Tra la la. Okay, I don't remember yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, at yeah. All. Do you remember like the scholastic book fairs? Oh, Tra-la-la. every oh, year always. I came home with a Captain, Captain Underpants, a Goosebumps book, oh, yes. and like a Lamborghini poster <laughs> or uh, something like that. <laughs> they were always at those book book fairs. Uh, the Black Lagoon books, like Teacher from the Black Lagoon. Did you ever creature? Cre- there was oh, was teacher? Oh, teacher no, I from remember, that one, remember no. those ones? Mm-mm. No, yeah. Magic Treehouse though, that yeah. was my jam. That okay. Was my jam. Uh, all right. Anyway, so you want to kick things off? I was a big Shakespeare guy back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hamlet. I, I've only ever read the Bible. So. Amen. Come on. All right. So first character. These are odd characters uh, with odd superpowers. And if you are just listening on Spotify or Apple, you might want to jump on YouTube later and watch. This is all about the video. You're going to see the pictures and this is absolutely incredible. First one is Skate Man. This is the story of Billy Moon, an aimless Vietnam veteran who becomes a roller derby star as most aimless people do. But when he hits his friend Jack during a match, a wheel breaks and Jack snaps his neck and loses... His life. What are you giggling about over there? <laughs> Come on, Scott. Dude, it's serious. Broke his neck. Uh, very, very serious content uh, here. I think this is like rated mature on this this comic. But uh, Skate Man. Uh, so he goes on and becomes a vagrant. And uh, he learns that what happened to his friend Jack was no accident. A biker gang had attacked Jack by loosening the wheel on his skate. 
and that's why that's he dies. So he put a uh, you know a, a scarf on his head, put some roller skates on, and he went to get his sweet revenge on this biker gang. Every time, every time I have interacted with a biker gang, they're always trying to do little funny little tricks. They try and light a, a match under your foot. It's never overt. They're always sneaky. <laughs> it's such a weird like. <laughs> well, I'm also wondering there's no way it was like a motorcycle biker gang this was like they're on huffies yeah. oh yeah like Schwinn's oh you guys are so this cool in your dude, roller skates this is the dude riding down he's like on your left <laughs> yeah. yeah he never made it to the X-Men mm. but he definitely made it to the X-Games hey what right, you got Josh alright so uh, pretty popular back in the day I don't know when <laughs> I didn't know when it was, but I know it's an old cartoon, the Wonder Twins. Uh, it's honestly just unfair how the powers were dispersed among these two. Uh, Jaina could turn into any animal that she wanted when they bumped fists and that gave them power. Uh, but Zan could only turn into a form of water. Awesome. It was always like, I remember watching it with my dad a couple times and it'd be like, I'm turning into a tiger. And then he'd be like, I'm transforming into an ice cube <laughs> or a glass of water. And I'm like, let me cool down your drink. Dude, this you. isn't fair at all. Anyway, the, just the powers of Xan, uh, forming into different types of water. It's a weird, that that's weird thing. lame. So yeah. fun fact, if you didn't know, Josh is a twin. Yeah. We were so we shouted out earlier, Angela Weddle, the whole, Angela, here. which twins more wonderful. Yeah. No, Let us know. It'll be me. It'll be me. <laughs> no, we were uh, so we were the Wonder Twins. We were also Woomates at one point. Oh, yeah. Woomates. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, the only person in my family that hasn't gotten a shout out yet is my brother Aaron. So yeah. love you, bro. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Next one is Ultra, the multi alien. This dude looks like uh, the illustrator just could not figure out which type of character he wanted to draw. So he's just mm. mended a bunch of people together. Yeah. So how this happened is he got involved. He landed on an alien planet and four different factions of aliens were all battling and they each shot him at the same time with uh, these moon rays or whatever they are. And somehow they each, he turned into four different aliens. I don't know of anybody's weapon that is, I'm gonna <clears throat> shoot you and it's gonna turn you into me. But that's what these aliens were shooting at each other. They just—he's uh, got an electric foot. Yeah. He's got some scales, and he's got—I uh, like uh, the uh, the blue half of him. It looks like Paul Giamatti, mm. big, big fat liar. I was thinking look like a Smurf, but underrated, uh, uh, underrated actor. Let us know Paul in the Giamatti. comments. How do you feel What's about Paul What's your favorite Giamatti? Paul Giamatti uh, uh, movie? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next we've got arm fall off boy. Plorp. Plorp. <laughs> if you're if you're not watching on YouTube, tune in to look at this He's got graphic. just like Christmas ham on his shoulder. <laughs> Dude, it's so weird. Uh, it's got a nice little catchphrase at the top too. It says, my power will astound you. Observe as I detach my limb. Uh, so I don't get this. What is the what? disease on I, his arms dude, as well? I, I know. Like it's it, lower than where his arms detach. It looks like one What's of those. Uh, He's wearing sleeves. One of those right, yeah. balls you get at Walmart. And it's got the little yes. spikes yeah, on it. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, the one you're always asking for yeah, when you're a kid. Oh, this is so it's cool. 98 cents, mom. Come on. I, yeah, and one, of those, one of, of those bins. And right. You're trying to yeah. knock it out of there. Uh, yeah, I don't get why. So <laughs> I was looking at some of the pictures. And he'd be like, let me take off my arm to use it as a weapon. 
Like, dude, you can punch people with yeah. it attached. But now he can punch from a distance. Right. And reach things on the top. Yeah. Let me take my arm off real quick. If and, you like I know in the like uh, DC kind of brought this character kind of to life recently mm-hmm. with they named him TDK, the detachable kid. Yeah. And his arm was like I think they was able to use him like as boomerangs. Yeah. They always I, come I back think it was ba- based off of this original character. Uh, if I had that, then I wouldn't have to ask Scott to reach things in tall places for me anymore. So yeah. that'd be nice. All right, next we've got Herbie the Fat Fury. And this is not my name for him. Uh, this is his. He identifies as the Fat Fury. No. This isn't fat shaming uh, at all. I think Phil I, made this on Canva he, he is a husky boy. He just uh, yeah, this is AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely could. Uh, but his name is Herbie Popnecker. And uh, <laughs> he is the unlikeliest of heroes. He Pop- Necker? Popnecker. Yeah, yeah. Great name. You go to the chiropractor and get a Popnecker. Uh, he was a lazy kid with Coke bottle eyeglasses, a soup bowl haircut, and a deadpan expression. That's the best part of it. He just is unfazed yeah. by any of His this. eyes are not open. <laughs> He's half asleep. But if you notice, you look close, he is uh, got a lollipop in his mouth, and this is actually what gives him these powers. Is it's also uh, it, what gives him diabetes. Yeah, exactly. He just always has a, a lollipop. Walter Brimley didn't get superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> the Fat Fury. The Fat Fury, the face of diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, I've got uh, one of my favorites that I found. Hindsight Lad. Hindsight Lad has an interesting story. Oh, wrong one. Uh, he's just an average guy who really wanted to be a superhero. Uh, he had a neighbor who was a part of some kind of supergroup, and he blackmailed his way into the team. But he didn't have any powers, so he just states the obvious all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't just call him Captain Obvious. Because that's probably copyrighted could, already. Uh, probably so. Ah. But uh, you can see the uh, the side mirrors coming off of his ears. Yeah. Uh, so when they'd finish a battle or they were facing some kind of uneasy circumstances, he would just very loudly exclaim what everybody already knew about what was happening. So yeah, you probably uh, know the guy. Like that yeah, anyway. the guy that you hate <laughs> around the office who always just. <laughs> Says what everybody else already knows. I knew that was good. That guy is a superhero, so give him credit and a slap on the back. Also, notice just the quality of Josh's pictures. Just to uh, just throw that in there as well. Well, I just I didn't want to show. I'm the oldest one here, and somehow figured out how (laughs) to send some quality pictures. I felt like. (laughs) My draft team was so good, I had to let you have some. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Next is Forbush Man. Forbush Man just wants so bad to be in a a superhero team, Justice League, Avengers, all those different ones. He keeps trying out, and he has no powers. He has a pot on his head that he cuts some holes in. Mm. Which I What's that? Pothead. Yeah, 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 Mm. absolutely. Don't don't do drugs. But uh, I think it's... Kind of impressive that he was able to cut holes in a pot like that. Dude, I don't know how I would he do had Hulk do it. For he's him. got the best outfit. Yeah. That's a that's a tracksuit from Walmart. Oh yeah, absolutely. Really but yeah. so he has no powers, but he fights these uh, heroes in an attempt to say like, "Hey, Hulk, if I beat you, you got to let me in the Avengers." And he wins. And he just has dumb luck. He finds different weird little ways to win. So uh, shout out to Four Bushman. Should have drafted so him. So why didn't you pick team. him first since they beat the Hulk? Yeah. Mm, that would have been a good idea. You can still swap them out. Maybe. I was just going for big muscles. Yeah. Um, all right. So next for me is Asbestos Lady, <laughs> who finds her success by doing as best as she can. Uh, so Asbestos Lady. Dude, my pictures were pretty bad. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, uh, so I know the gun, all the weapons, everything she creates, 
she can form just out of asbestos uh, as she wills. Seriously. What so, can you form out of asbestos? So she... she uh, Go grab a tile and see. No, uh, sickness in my body. Uh, so she was a nemesis of the human torch, actually, mm. and would because form... asbestos is fights... It's a fire retardant. Yeah. yeah. So, so she would form her armor and shields and weapons out of asbestos mm. and fight the human torch. Uh, fun fact, they say that asbestos lady... Died of unknown causes, which kind of goes along with the whole <laughs> yeah, asbestos absolutely. thing. Uh, so it's called mesothelioma. Yeah, that you you write right. that own ending yourself. We know what happened. <laughs> that is definitely a hero that was paid for by the asbestos lobby, right? They're just like, 100%. hey, we want to put this stuff everywhere. It's like you know, like sweet and low or something like that. Is <laughs> make this hero something that was a known <laughs> cancer causer. Like, hey, we need to sell more, so maybe you can make a superhero for us. Yeah, this next. Next one is going to be a twist, right? This is going to look like a pretty cool dude. His name is the Black Condor. And uh, looks like, you know, your classic hero. Uh, He's a man of few words. He just has me in that (laughs) bubble there next to his head. That was the equivalent of, like, guys, now you say, I am him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Me. It's a short I am Groot. I am me. me. Yes. Uh, So, looks like a pretty cool guy. I wouldn't want to meet him in an alley. But his parents had been uh, taken out of the equation by bandits, whatever that means. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, he was raised by condors, literal birds, and learned how to fly. So, uh, yeah. They would have loved your illustration of Jesus feeding yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets it. He gets, he, he gets it. it. He lived it. So yep. you wouldn't want to meet him in an alley. What about a bowling alley? <laughs> That's what I thought of when you said meet him in an alley. <laughs> It's like, all right. I was trying to figure out what the connection to birds oh, was. I think Condor. Yeah. No. I don't get it. I just couldn't get it, the image it's out okay. of my head. Just move on. <laughs> because, all, right, yeah, was, all right. So uh, next we have Condiment King. Yeah. Uh, Condiment King wanted so badly to be a respected villain. I don't know. If, if you want respect, you don't wear whitey tidies over your, your blue suit or like that. Or a pickle head, right? Isn't that what's <laughs> yeah, on his I head? Think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Relish. So he's just got guns head. that shoots condiments, which... Seems more like he could be a menace if you're wearing all white clothes and yeah. like he could be really helpful if you invite him. Well, why is he wearing whitey tidies then? Like he's just yeah. asking for it. If, yeah. I, I'd want to invite him to a picnic. If he's looking I for think. respect. He ain't getting it. Dude, he'd be throwing sauce all over some hot dogs in mm-hmm. just a second. So uh, I'd have him to our church picnic. There you but go. There you That'll go. work. Um, he's a menace though. <clears throat> I'm going to go through him. a couple. You got one more, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to hit three real quick. Uh, next is Fruit Boy. Yeah. Uh, and in this little uh, picture here, he talks about his powers. He says, I am Fruit Boy. I have the power to cause fruit to ripen. <laughs> <laughs> what a helpful young man. Ah, that is yeah. great. And, uh, you know, maybe he helps keep it ripe, too. That would you'd solve world hunger right there, Fruit Boy. Be you good do. to have in the church bearing fruit like that. Amen. Amen. Fruits to spirit. Next is Matter Eater Lad. Uh, which is the most creative name. I'm a fan of this guy. Yeah, he eats matter in any and every form. Uh, this dude not only could, you know, Fruit Boy help the environment and help help people, you know, get uh, to eat because without spoilage of food, Matter Eat Lad could just eat nuclear waste or something and he would really help out the situation. Uh, for some reason, he's eating a fence that he clearly could <laughs> get over. I know. I don't get that one. <laughs> he's that's now just, just for hungry. pleasure. That's yeah. That's he's enjoying that one. Then Midnight he's, snack. Uh, he's oh. also like this. Is he tunneling? Yeah, oh. he's tunneling. But look, you could also you could get through already. Right. The guy, the guy, the guy behind, behind him, him is 
hyping him up is the best. Wow. wow. With your eating matter, at this rate, you'll tunnel. <laughs> Dude, pick up a shovel and stop being lazy. Uh, what I'll, if it's not even, like, fast? <laughs> it took years. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think, too, that he has, like, IBS and uh, doesn't digest this stuff ruined. well. He's yeah. ruined. He's eating that Done activia, trying to figure out everything. <laughs> <laughs> that fence is... He's going to be bad later. Uh, if you've got kids watching, this next one might disturb you, okay? <laughs> this next hero is named, this is a real Marvel hero. Uh, his name is Fluff, and he's new to the Marvel Universe. His powers are unlike anything else in superhero comics. Fluff can generate absurd amounts of belly button lint at will <laughs> and change its chemical composition. So... You know, maybe it's acid all of a sudden, or maybe it's, you know, it's real strong. The wind changes. Yeah. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I guess that's, like, if you see that picture, apparently yeah. that's what's going on there. Yeah. Nice deep V, dude. Kind of looks like Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he looks like. Yes. Fluff over here. All right, so lastly, I have a team that I think stacks up with the Avengers, with the Justice <laughs> League. Uh, so I read about this team called Section 8. Mm. It's actually made up of six heroes. Uh, I put them here because it's impossible to choose which one of them is the the dumbest and the most useless. All right, so buckle in. Here we go. First, you've got Six Pack, who Mm -hmm. doesn't have a Six Pack of abs. No, no, no. no. no, no, no. You would think so. You'd think he's got the best abs in the world. No, he's called that because he's drunk Uh, (laughs) 24-7. Then you have a a real doozy here, Phlegm Jim. This guy has a chest infection and coughs phlegm out on people. This Does a just, phlegm do anything to anybody? He's just sick. Oh, it would do something to me. Chronically <laughs> sick. I'd get out of there. Yeah. So, this is just sad. Uh, dude, this it, dude's it gets worse. with addiction and infection. It gets worse. So th- okay. then this guy's just really angry. Uh, his name is Defenis Defenestrator. His power is carrying around a window to slam on people's heads. <laughs> well, it's got to be a window, but uh, I don't even yeah, know if that's like it. the best. I like weapon. to think too; it's not like this, but it's like let me open it and put your head there and <laughs> shut it. Yeah, uh, and then you have this one's great: Jean de Baton Baton, who is just French. That's, that's, that's her superpower. Oh, dude. She's, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, sorry, I just googled what defenestrate means. And it literally just means to throw a person out a window. Oh, that's so the most specific word. The window window up and then throws, and them, throws out. them out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the most specific word in all of history. I've yeah, never heard 100%. of that word. I mean, neither. That's why I googled. It. I was like, "What does that mean?" Yeah. Okay, so uh, we got a French person, equally, you know, as problematic. Hey, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've got we love angry people, people. You've got alcoholics, infected. And the French. Yeah. Th- so I'd like to think her power is just making croissants. Croissants. <laughs> croissants for the rest of the oui, team. Oui, uh, so anyway, and then you have Shakes. <laughs> Man, who is just a guy with disturbing palsy oh. and uses it to disturb people. Oh, so he um, just makes people sad and So he's just really sick. Because and, he's sick. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's messed up. But then, to round out the team, we've got the true winner. Drum roll, please, wherever you're at. <laughs> this is the dog welder. And he does exactly what it sounds like. He welds dogs to people's faces. Mm. Which doesn't seem effective in battle, <laughs> or and seems cruel to people and the animals. Um, yeah. I don't know how that's this team... One. 
He's definitely insane. This so this was a legit team that I saw in like multiple It was canceled when Peter found a Peter found the first comic book. Who I don't understand. Welding dogs to people's faces. Like I, there's probably some home movie about this team on YouTube somewhere. Oh, I'd finding like, that. I don't you know. You would think yeah. that sewing would be a more effective, you know, way to to stick a dog to someone's face rather than welding. <laughs> I got to talk to this I guy. like to think nobody would ever do that ever. <laughs> Uh, you so, Sully is on your head most of the so time. So I did read about another superhero who, uh, his name was uh, the, the Trapster, and he just carried around a glue gun all the time and would paste people to things. Oh, that's just hilarious. And uh, but I saw it, so that would be that'd be best. Yeah, glue. Middle school yeah you just use glue. Yeah, but uh, I actually read that in a comic, Spider Man and him were working together, and Spider Man roasted him so bad that he like changed his name. And was like really insecure about his his superpower. <laughs> they were like, "Dude, you just walk around and glue things to people. <laughs> like that's not a superpower." But what he was like, name? he'd was show up in the comic strips and be like, "With my mighty paste gun, nothing can stop me." <laughs> what did he change his name to? Dude, he's just like a scrapbooker. Elmer's. It's, yeah, right. That's yeah. that would be a perfect Halloween costume. Oh yeah, and just do that. <laughs> I'm just gonna glue <laughs> things to people. Trick or treat day. next year. We're gonna make yeah. this happen. Yeah. I'm the trapster. <laughs> the trapster. Oh, all right. That's <clears throat> those are amazing. Let us know your favorites. One of those, and if we miss anybody, we'd love to hear your favorite ones. But they have to be real. I want to see like an actual comic book of Polka these people. Polka Dot Man. Uh, you got a comic book out here. I, I want to oh, let yeah, you have yeah, a chance yeah. to highlight that. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, I had heard about this. Uh, this is a one-off issue of a real Marvel superhero that was a uh, collaboration between uh, Marvel and Lifeway, mm. uh, the Christian bookstore. And this is The Illuminator. Was that autographed by The Illuminator? It was not. Ah. But... Uh, uh, it says, let the forces of darkness beware the shining might of Illuminator. This is literally a guy that accepted Jesus Christ as his savior and got superpowers. Dude, that's how it goes for all of us. <laughs> yeah, we right. Yeah. The power of the Holy Spirit, <laughs> supernatural power. So we're all uh, So it can fly. I'm not sure what the helmet's for. Uh, but helmet of righteousness. Helmet of salvation. Oh, that's oh. He doesn't have a sword. Let us know which one of us is right on that one. Wait. <laughs> what is it? Helmet of salvation. Yeah, okay. That's I was about. wrong. Okay. It's the breastplate of righteousness. That's it. Mm. Yeah, guard your heart. Mysterious lights from the sky. A tra startling transformation. <clears throat> a powerful warrior of light. A fiery creature of the night. A cataclysmic confrontation. And this is like a nuke from heaven. Illuminator. This is the situation <laughs> that happened when he became a superhero. Yes. So. Uh, if you ever want to check that out, that's in my office. <laughs> I, I told them earlier, that's how I'll describe my conversion story. <laughs> Amen. It was like oh. a nuke from heaven dropped on my heart. What if Changed we got enough everything. likes and comments that we have Papa Phil over here read it to us? Hey. Dressed as him. <laughs> as <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> make it live For on Instagram. these weirdos? You all, make it happen. Let's if make we happen. get, how about this? If we get 15 comments <clears throat> of people asking for me to read the comic book, The Illuminator, I'll do it. Yes. Okay. 15 comments saying I'm about to make a lot Phil, of accounts. Uh separate yeah, separate accounts that I can't trace back to the same person. <laughs> uh shout out to did you guys ever watch Bible Man? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. Bible Man was him. Larry Boy. Yeah. Yeah, Larry, I was going to say oh, Larry, Larry Boy, Boy honorable mention. 
some other cartoon ones we talked about. The Crimson Chin from yeah. Fairly Odd Parents. Mm-hmm. Here comes the Crimson Chin. Mermaid Man. Listen, the day where, when Mermaid I got Man and Barnacle Boy. When I became a Christian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Larry Boy was there. The one on Jimmy Neutron, too. Ultra large. Larry Boy was there when Larry you Boy was Jesus there. as your savior. <laughs> he awesome. uh, was at a, it was at a uh, not Billy Graham, but it was one of those other guys that traveled around with okay. him. It was called the Kids Gig. Mm. And uh, it's back kids when gig? kids gig. That's hard to say. It was yeah. awful. Kids Dude, gig. If Larry Boy, High School Fieldhouse and a giant uh, Larry Boy was Larry up there on Boy. stage dancing Larry around. Boy, so that was Cold it. Nordeman, that's all you needed yeah, to see. Yeah, that was the moment. I'm like, those yeah, plungers. That's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, if he can take down, you the, realize the giant fib from space. We have talked about three different superheroes <laughs> that had plungers. Yeah. yeah, it's sick. Dude, you underrated know who's a real hero. Plumbers. Plumbers. Uh, yeah, Mario. Kevin Gucci. Dude. <laughs> Kevin, yeah, Kevin. there you go. Graham Simon. Uh, yeah, drop out in the comments. Let us know. That's awesome. Call them up. All right, thank you guys for letting me have some fun with those. But why we wanted to talk about that? Because I think down deep inside of us, we love superheroes for one reason. It's the same reason why I think we also love going to sporting events and we see these guys who can do amazing things, like jumping out of a building to dunk it and you know hitting a ball. 500 feet when most of us can't even hit it off the tee. I think it's because when we see these people, we are humbled by our limitations. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, for example, I've been watching the NBA playoffs. I've been watching these guys do these crazy things and barely break a sweat. Yeah. And I walk up the stairs just to go to bed and I'm already out of breath. I'm like, I know I'm in not that great a shape. He's got a really tall house. Really tall house. <laughs> I was sick last week. That's why. Tall house for a tall person. Yeah. yeah, you have to. Yeah. You wouldn't get it. Anyways. <laughs> I live in a hole. <laughs> we see our limitations and which is i think a great thing because we're not superheroes did you know that we are not superheroes we have limitations but the world that we live in is moving at a, such a high speed it's moving at such a high rate and high pace sometimes we develop an unhealthy pace ourselves and an unhealthy rhythm right and we end up running into a wall Yep. I don't know if you know, understand what that you know the track metaphor, but when we hit that wall, we just have no more energy. Yep. You have no more ability just to take another step. There was an old quote from uh, Michael Jordan hmm. that someone used to say to me all the time in like middle school basketball, back when we thought it was cool to quote whatever great legend. When you we rush into our hearts, explode, and then we rush one more time. I'm like that's just like physically un- impossible, right? <laughs> you're gonna rush till your hearts explode, then you're gonna rush one more Russian? time. To the hospital, That's right? Is that from the Rocky movie or something? It's from the Rocky movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to rush. I'm going to make the Russian's heart explode. <laughs> if he dies, he Ed- dies. Hey, Adrian. <laughs> but if you think about it, we're going a thousand miles an hour in every different direction. And all of a sudden, we hit that wall. What is it? It's called burnout. Mm. If you've never mm. experienced burnout, sometimes it gets associated with stress. But I think stress is a little bit different. I think right. stress is more of a temporary thing. Yep. You know, if you think about it, for you, it might be, hey, I have a test coming up in, in school. I'm really stressed about it. Yep. Once that test is over, you know, you might be stressed waiting for the results. But once that happens, you're either relieved or you're disappointed. Or maybe it's like an interview or a medical exam coming up and you're just stressed waiting for those things. But once it happens, the stress is gone. But what about those things that are chronically always there? Yeah, That's burnout. The, 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 when stress becomes your companion right. for a lifelong journey, right? Yeah. It's the, the, the one that's always there. Uh, it's always creeping into our lives. And uh, this is when anxiety and stress just never fade away. Yeah. No matter what you do, it never fades away. And it's when you feel like you have no relief in sight. Hmm. And you get to the point when you say, 
I just don't care anymore. Yeah. I don't feel like moving on anymore. I don't know what to do anymore. I just have no hope, uh, and I don't know what to do. Karen Newoff, uh, and we'll drop this article below in the description, but he wrote an article on the 11 signs that you are burning out. Mm. And I will share uh, all these with you, and uh, I want you to take note of these 11. Because even as myself reading over these, I found myself kind of, okay, maybe I'm on the verge of something here. Time to ask some questions. Because if he says, if, if you experience one or two of these, you may be experiencing like a like a check engine light, like yeah. we talked about in our mm -hmm. Fix My Mind series, that yep. you need to start adjusting some patterns in your life. Yep. If you're experiencing six to eight of these things, you're on the verge of going off a cliff. If you've already hit 11, okay, we're going to try to get you back real quick, yep. right? Mm -hmm. So here's number one, your passions fade. You just don't feel it anymore. No motivation, right? right? Your passions fade. Number two, you no longer feel the highs or the lows. Mm -hmm. You're just emotionally numb. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, little things make you disproportionately <clears throat> emotional. Mm -hmm. The small things all of a sudden become the big things, and the big things become the little things, and you just overreact no right. matter which way it goes. Number four, that's the, yeah, number four everybody drains you. No matter who it is, no matter how much you love them, you just don't want to be around. Stop looking at Phil. Uh, you just, <laughs> <laughs> he, he just looks like he's like drained. Uh, no, I was just going to say, like, man, so, this so, so this is not to rebut what you're saying because mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. There are times when we get to the point where everybody drains us. On the flip side of that, there are times when it's just a certain person, that's all they do to everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, they're yeah, just yeah. a draining <laughs> or person. Or you drain everybody else. I just saw else. something on Phil's yeah, face. Yeah, I was just thinking. I was thinking it was like, I was dude, just I actually thinking. am burnt out right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, think it's, I think that actually leads into the next one, uh, which is you become cynical. Mm -hmm. That's who that person is. Yeah, right, uh, yeah. You become cynical. You're just constantly negative. Nothing's right. ever good enough, yeah. right? Uh, no matter, it's like, hey, there's a massive turnout. Well, it wasn't as good as it used to be, is yeah. it? No, no, like, no, go no, home, no. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that one, uh, speaking of Carrie Newoff, big, uh, so I like him a lot, mostly because it's like this. Yeah. Right? Let me do, Here's boom, 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 boom. let me look points. at this, and I'm going to see it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Super practical. It's not a lot of fluff and, and just yeah. gets right to the point. But uh, he wrote a book um, about cynicism that talks about, it uh, boils down to this, that the opposite of cynicism is having hope. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, if we can have hope and continually push ourselves to have hope, then that fights cynicism. And so I read that book and I I liked it every once in a while. It doesn't happen a ton of times, but things that I wanna remember, I'll just go ahead and print out a little uh, vinyl uh, word and put it up on my, uh, on my wall in my office over my door so I can look at it all the time. And that was one of the things was a, a, a quote, a prayer, help me to hope. Because it's easy in ministry when working with people that yep. you can believe that, oh, I know the type of person <clears throat> this is, or I know this situation, I've been here before, and I feel like I write the end of the story before it's happened. And something that I want to do is continually Hope in people, hope in God, hope in situations, uh, rather than getting to the point of cynicism. Yeah. Because cynicism and burnout, like you're talking about, go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah another quote was from Matt Chandler who said, cynicism and faith cannot cohabitate. Mm, that's yeah, right. Good. Yeah. So number six, nothing satisfies you anymore. Mm. Pretty self-explanatory on that one. Number seven, you can't think straight. You're constantly confused or forgetting things, just missing out on some details. You just can't think like you should. Number eight, your productivity is dropping. You're no longer productive at work, right. at the house, and whatever you're doing, you just can't get things done anymore. I uh, So me and Scott were actually talking about this earlier. There was a time 
uh, maybe a few years ago, I went through this little phase where that was definitely the case where I felt like I was really busy all the time, but I wasn't productive. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I constantly had something to do, but I felt like I wasn't doing anything meaningful. Right. Yeah. It's amazing so. how busy we think we are and how little <clears throat> actually gets done sometimes. Yeah, because yeah, we busy right. ourselves with the wrong things yeah. or in just if we're not healthy and not productive, then it's just kind of in vain, you know. Uh, just a quick uh, test. Uh, yeah. If you think you're really busy, go check your screen time on your Apple yeah. iPhone mm, and see actually how busy you actually mm, were. Got them. What are you going to say? Uh, I was just going to say there's a, another quote. I can't remember exactly how it goes. It's something like uh, that uncontrolled time never flows towards the most important things. Uh, yeah. And so yeah, that's, that, that's kind of what was happening to me when I've had those type of situations. Yeah. It's not that I'm not doing things that maybe at some point I should do or maybe I could even halfway justify, but it's things that I know uh, at the end of the day, they were not on my list of things to do that I had to right. do. It wasn't my priorities. Because you didn't have that structure. The right. vision wasn't clear right. on you know what you don't have the right rhythms and habits in place. And it's just, oh, I, I, I wasn't no structured with my time. With my not time. intentional. Yeah. So it'll drift towards scrolling on social media. or And that's how I'm that filled. Doesn't... My personality, if I get these three things done today, uh, then I'm going to feel like I did what I needed to do. And I'm yeah. going to go home satisfied. And, and people think a lot of times like, oh, work is a result of the fall. And that's not true. Uh, Adam and Eve worked in the garden before mm-hmm. the fall. Now, sweat was fati- so. yeah, fatigue <laughs> and thr- uh, thorns and all those hardships Child was part of it. Bearing pain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, work uh, is meant to be. Well, Scott knows all about that. Uh, but uh, work was there before, and uh, the, the feeling of accomplishment is a feeling. It's a gift <clears throat> from God. But if we're not intentional with our time, we'll spin our wheels constantly and never make any progress. And we'll come in the next day saying, "I didn't do anything uh, the day before," and it's just a constant battle. That's an easy way to get yeah. burnout. So number nine, you are self-medicating, whether that's drugs, alcohol, sex, or even overworking. Mm-hmm. All yeah. I got to do is just work harder and we'll get myself out of this, right? What about food? Food. I think yeah, food is yeah. definitely one of those. Yeah. Number 10, this is sad. You don't laugh anymore. Mm. Nothing excites you. Nothing brings you joy. You just are just terrible. Yeah. And you, Which ultimately this leads to resenting people and resenting the situations around you. The last one, number 11, Sleep and time off no longer bring healing. Mm. So the very things that God gave us to rejuvenate our souls, rejuvenate our physical bodies, doesn't actually help you anymore. And that's that's just terrible. Yeah. So 11 steps. Uh, we'll put that article down below. If you need to like pause and kind of go back, listen to it again, write down the ones that you are uh, think you might be struggling with or maybe you have struggled with in the past, and we can talk about those. I would love to. What's up? One of the things that we can be tempted to in situations like that, we can hear that list. <clears throat> And we can say, well, Pastor Scott, you don't understand what I'm going through. Mm. And you don't understand uh, my schedule and everything that's on my plate. Uh, We were doing some training the other day talking about uh, how every single person that has ever lived has been given the exact same amount of time in a day besides the time, the day that you were born and the day that you die. You might have a little bit more than somebody else. But every other day is 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So that's Jeff Bezos. That's, you know, Einstein, that's Mozart. Uh, So it's not a matter of you having enough time. It's most of the time us not being intentional with our time and allowing it to flow towards things that we're not, uh, that aren't the most important things for us to do. That's what Carrie said in the training was, 
you should never say I didn't have time. It's I didn't make the time. Right. And that's okay sometimes yeah, to absolutely. just say, yeah, I, I couldn't make the time for right. that or that just one priority or just didn't really fit who I am or what I'm trying to do. Right. So that's okay to say that, but it's never that, oh, I didn't have the time. It's just that you didn't make right. the time. And that's, uh, you have talked before about your nature and your battle with people pleasing <clears throat> and how other people can ask you to do things to the point that uh, you don't get anything done productive right. for yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, definitely like, and I'm sure some of our listeners uh, hearing this today could really, really resonate with this. Like my biggest struggle, especially moving into ministry full time, mm -hmm. was people pleasing and saying yes to too many things. Right. Um, and it is okay to say no to people. And I've, I've gotten... I hope Absolutely. I think you would agree. I've gotten yeah. way better at this. One hundred percent. Being firm with people and setting boundaries, being gentle and kind and loving. Uh, just the other day, someone asked me to help with uh, a certain specific ministry, and I just said, "Hey, you know, respectfully, I love what this ministry is doing. I love the direction it's moving. I think it would be wise for me to say no to this thing, so I can, you know, not have my hands in too many fires." Right. Uh, and they they were like, "Oh, I'm just I'm so glad that you said that." Instead yeah. of forsaking your family and getting burnt out for the sake of saying yes to me. So it's okay to say no to people. Um, we, we've learned a little bit about opportunity cost, right? right? When you say yes to something, you're saying no to a hundred other things, yeah. vice versa. When you say no to something, you might be opening yourself up to make a, say a, a way more meaningful yes to something else. I right. could say no to a good opportunity so that I can say yes to the best opportunity. Right. Uh, so yeah, that's something I, I definitely, I have that tendency to want to help everybody and, and jump in too many things, but uh, setting those boundaries is a good thing. Uh, what do you got, Scott? A wise man mm. once said this, this is almost all we have to decide the office. <laughs> is what to do with the time that is given. Wait, us. that was uh, Gandalf. Was Gandalf. Hey, hey, all we got to do is decide what the time. We all we <clears throat> must decide is what to do with the time that is okay. given. Yeah, that is I a like quote it. that I love because yeah, it speaks good. to this. And also, that's a shout out to Jill Narraway, mm -hmm. one of our listeners and uh, just a huge fan of what she we does at Camp Cowan. Love you, Jill. Uh, and that's for you. But yeah, it's about balancing of the time that we have right. and what we choose to do. Yes, our time is absolutely crazy. And the world that we live in is absolutely crazy. It's chaotic. All the things that you have to do, all the different responsibilities that you struggle with, there is so many different things that we have to deal with. Rich Velotis, who wrote the book, uh, uh, Deeply Formed Life, uh, said this, no matter our walks of life or professions, our struggle is all too real. Single parents trying to find just a moment of oasis from the, the bickering of children, doctors caught in the unending pressures of life and death choices, and pastors over-functioning to the point of breakdown. There are school teachers whose work never really ends, mm -hmm. Sleep-deprived students floundering through exams, immigrants, small business owners struggling to make ends meet, and therapists and social workers overwhelmed with the bottomless crisis they need to resolve daily. The pace of our lives can be brutal. Mm -hmm. now, I think all of us would absolutely agree it can be brutal. But one of the reasons why it can be brutal is that we lack margin <clears throat> in our life. We don't create margin in our life. We, we don't allow time to stop. We don't allow time to... Uh, rest. We don't allow time to heal or to pray or to restore because life is so chaotic. But what would it look like if we could cultivate the ability of ourselves slowing down? The world will not slow down. Everything will continue moving forward at the same rate it's always progressed, but we can slow ourselves down. Hmm. N.T. Wright, uh, one of my favorite theologians, says, it is only when we slow down our lives that we can catch up 
to God. Mm, that's good. Yeah, I love that's that. Really good. Only when we can truly slow down, take a breath, can we truly spend time with God. We just wrapped up a sermon series called Fix My Mind. It's been absolutely incredible. But right before that one, what was it called? When We Pray? Yeah. Yep. When We Pray. In, in one of those ones, uh, Phil talked about Elijah, the prophet. Mm-hmm. Now, he was absolutely incredible uh, prophet, incredible man of God. What? <laughs> I, I heard it as I, I was... He did a he, sermon series. He, is, he, he was an amazing man of God. Absolutely amazing. Amen. But we saw in that that he also had some difficulties, and it, it created within him depression, anxiety, exhaustion, and it even created burnout. Uh, he he had spent time prophesying to people and uh, proclaiming the goodness and the, the word of God, but in one scenario, he's on Mount Carmel, and we see this amazing uh, uh, battle between the prophets, and God sends fire down and consumes all the prophets of Baal, 850 yeah. of them are gone. Mm. And he's living in this mountaintop experience. He's just seen the movement of God Victor. in a mighty way. Yep. And next thing you know it, there's a death sentence for him. Mm. King Ahab and his wife Jezebel are looking for him. They're trying to kill him, and he takes off running for mm. his life. It says in 1 Kings 19, uh, verses 3 through 5, Elijah was afraid, and he ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there. While he himself went a day's journey to the wilderness, he came to a broom bush and sat down under it, and he prayed that he might die. Hmm. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. This guy just had this amazing experience, and now he's running far away. If you look on a map, this is a really long distance. He's running and running and running for his life. He's absolutely at his end. He hits that wall. He lays down and says, God... I'm done. Mm. Just take my life. I am no better than anyone who's ever come before me. And look what it says there. It says he ran for his life. He left the servant there, so he isolated himself, and he started to complain. Mm. He became negative. He said, take my life. I'm no better than anybody else. But God showed up. This is exactly where God wanted Elijah, and he showed up, and he did something incredible. So it says this. All at once, an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around, and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals, and a jar of water. I mean, breakfast yeah, in bed for you, pain, right there from the hand of God, pancakes. <laughs> it says he ate and he drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and tested him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up, ate, and he drank, strengthened by the food. He traveled for 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Mount Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. The word of the Lord came to him and says, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I've been very zealous for the Lord Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to the death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. He says, I'm the only one yeah. who has these problems. Yeah. I am the only one who's doing anything. I'm the only one who's left. Everyone else is gone. I'm done. And it says, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. And this is a cool story. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart mm. and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Mm. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and he went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. And the voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Mm. So he's running for his life. He comes to this place. He's at his absolute end. And God says, I want you to step out into my presence. And he sees these great miraculous signs. He said, but God was not in any of those things. Mm. He said, all of a sudden, 
there was a still, <clears throat> small voice, a gentle whisper. And he heard and he cloaked himself. He was hiding himself from the presence of God. Right. He stepped out into his presence. I love that because what I think is happening, God's never stopped speaking to Elijah. Hmm. He was just so busy, so focused on all these other things that he no longer could hear it. And he had to bring him to a place, bring him into this wilderness and show him who he truly was. He brought him to this place so he could finally see and he could finally hear what God was happening having for him getting his tension huh? yeah. oh yeah the noise was gone now the chaos was now gone it's just him and god and we have to step out of that noise just like him and practice the same disciplines that i think we're seeing here because another thing that rich Lotus talked about was this idea of being enslaved to the culture of speed <clears throat> superficiality and distraction yeah when that happens we will not be the people god longs us to be but also we will not be the people who can hear god anymore or yeah. see god anymore mm-hmm. we need to step out and start practicing disciplines of stillness, silence, and solitude. Yeah. For example, uh, you think about the monastic movement or monks, and you, most of the time we think of this like almost like cartoonish image of what monks are, right. but they're incredible people with such discipline mm-hmm. who they intentionally separate amazing. themselves from society, from worldly pleasures, from technology, from all these things just to commune with God. Right. They spend their days doing uh, daily chores, daily activities, but also spending time in deep meditation, deep prayer. Yeah. And one, one main individual who I've admired for a long time uh, he wrote a book called uh, Practicing the Presence of God. His name was Brother Lawrence, and I highly recommend the book. It changed my life. Uh, he talks about this idea that he was a dishwasher. Mm-hmm. He said when he washed the dishes, it was his greatest worship every single day. Mm-hmm. He said it was just a mundane task, a very tedious task of washing all these monks' dishes. He said in that, he was constantly aware that God was with him mm-hmm. and that he too was with God. He practiced that discipline and established rhythms that allowed him to have a better pattern of life, a better pace of life, because he spent time with God. And I don't know how often we can really do that in our life because we think, well, I can't be a monk. I'm not going to just tune all that out and all of a sudden just move and go over to different parts of the world and become a monk. That's not what we're asking to do, but we are talking about cultivating That might not even be a win. You know what I mean? Like celebrating and, and finding that margin and retreating for a while. Oh yeah. Then right. to come out in, you know, yeah. and, and so do you like the Aaron Rodgers four days in the dark. <laughs> hey, hey it might be ten minutes in your morning before everyone right. else right. is up. Yeah. Retreat, yeah. yeah. Retreat to yourself. It's but it's times of stillness, solitude, and silence where it's just yep. you. It's not you and your phone, right? You and your kids, you and the dog, you and the TV, you and the internet. It's just you and God, and just allow yourself. This is very difficult, I think, to be silent, mm. to be silent, and just to listen. To, I think meditation gets a bad rap because we associate with so many different things. No, it's in scripture. We talk about right. meditating on God's word, meditating on God's presence. Just be aware that he's always with you right. no matter what you do. Eastern meditation is clearing your mind of all thoughts and to try and be unaware that you are a being. Uh, biblical meditation is filling. thinking on, yeah, thinking on God, God and yeah. filling yourself with it and to, to remind yourself of who God is and yeah. And to fill yourself with uh, that. So absolutely, uh, meditation should be a key part of every Christian's yeah. life. So that's our challenge, though, for you guys. And I, I'm not sure about you guys, if you've experienced burnout like that, we can talk about it maybe in future podcasts, too. I know for myself, uh, some of the darkest points, the one that I always see is, and I see it now today's, uh, not today, or today, but in today's time of like, if my sleep patterns are off, mm, yeah, I know yeah. I'm stressed out and I'm on the potential of going towards burnout. Right. Yeah. Because I do really weird things when I'm stressed in my mm-hmm. sleep. Mm-hmm. I'll talk. Josh has heard stories of things that I've done like that. Just 
I turning into a superhero. I turned into a superhero one time. Another story, another place. Uh, but there was a moment. It was it was a very difficult season of life, and I was probably of that eleven. I was nine yeah. in the burnout, and that was very toxic leadership I was working with. And I woke up every I'm single sorry. night. For, huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> I woke up almost every single night for a month, not knowing where I was. Yeah, I was in my own room, and Katie was in the bed next to me. But I did, I was so confused. I didn't even know who she was. Oh yeah, wow! And yeah, I was like, okay, this is not healthy anymore. Isn't yeah. it crazy that we just think that this is like we'll be fine? Yeah, yeah snap out well, of your, it. Your body was doing insane things. Yeah. And you probably during the day were fairly like, uh, I'll just get through another day. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. no emergency, no call a therapist or counselor. Mm. It was, and then we all are like that. It's like, oh, I'll be okay tomorrow. Uh, and and tomorrow comes and we're Yeah, well, we're, we're all fine. like conditioned and by our society today. We uh, talked earlier about the a book that I'd highly recommend is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry yeah. by John Mark Comer. And he mm-hmm. talks about how the enemy of spirituality is hurry, yeah. right? And a lot of times that's what the enemy will use. But we, we're set up for burnout because our society conditions us to believe that busy is better, right? We idolize right. those who sacrifice everything for the sake of the most production and the most hours. And we brag, well, you worked 40 hours a week. Guess how many I worked. That's must be nice. I worked 60 hours this week. And then somebody's going to one up you. And we idolize that like chaotic hurry. Mm -hmm. Um, But God wants rest for us. Right. Like like he modeled it and commands it. The Sabbath is a command that we would rest and, you know, Sabbath is a form of faith. John Mark Comer talks about that, that it's saying, I can stop working, I can put things down and have the faith that God, you still are going to work yep. yeah. and that you've got this in your hands. But is that, right? That's also, I mean, that's what sleep is, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to close my eyes and say, hey, this can be okay. I can sleep mm-hmm. for the night. Yeah. Uh, but quick shout out, Morella Cole is going to be leading a, a five-week Bible study on that very book from John Mark, uh, John Mark Comer starting June 14th. It's available to all the ladies at CBC. So check that out, and we'll uh, connect you all with Morella. Uh, anything else, Phil? Yeah, uh, there's a verse I was just going to look up real quick, and it says something to the effect of the righteous will sleep. Uh, I love that verse. Well, I know what yeah. you're talking about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about? I'm just kidding. While yeah. you're looking it up, uh, fun fact, I finished that book, recommended it to like everyone that I could. Uh, I ended up getting in a conversation with a guy on an airplane it was in the corporate business world and just started like venting to me about how overwhelmed and stressed and burnt out he mm-hmm. was. And I said, dude, I have this book in my backpack. That's crazy. It'd be perfect for you. So I put it in his hand and I haven't owned a copy since then, but I hope he made good use of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's okay to, to stop and to find rest. God wants that for us. He modeled it. He commanded it. Uh, I just read in, my Bible reading this morning in one of the early chapters of Mark, you know, Jesus is traveling with his disciples and it's on the Sabbath and they stopped and they pulled some wheat and they were eating and some religious leaders didn't like that. They said, Hey, it's the Sabbath. You can't do things like that. And Jesus reminded them, Hey, Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath, Mm -hmm. right? Sabbath was made for the man so that they could find rest and enjoy God and slow down and uh, glorify him and enjoy the things that he's given us. Yeah, absolutely. Let's find it. Uh, so uh, Exodus thirty three fourteen, Lord replies, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Uh, there's another verse that says, when you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Uh, um, 
Psalms 127. Oh, here you go. Uh, In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Mm. And uh, so to rest, like you said, that's what made me think of it, that uh, to rest is faith Mm. and to sleep. And and, and that's tough sometimes. I mean, that's you talked about struggling with it. There are times that I I struggle with it as well. most of the time I'm fine, but, uh, you know, you go through those seasons of life where, uh, sleep is, is hard. And, uh, to be able to pray and say, God, uh, you made this thing called sleep for me and I want to rest and I want to put down the worry and put down the hurt and, uh, and take a little bit of time to, um, you know, to, to trust in you and to have faith, uh, all these things. And, and really this last Sunday, this, we talked about Sabbath and rest, on Sunday, um, you want to learn a little bit more about that, you can check that out as well. Yeah. Three principles. Be still, find solitude, Mm -hmm. be silent. Mm -hmm. Try those three things out. You may be on the trajectory of a really massive burnout, right? You may be approaching that cliff edge at high speed. It's still, you still have time to slow down. Yeah. Uh, You need to slow down for the sake of your family, for the sake of your ministry, for the sake of your friends, your, your, your career, education, all of it. You're going to slow down either way. Yeah, it's going to be before you burn out or after you burn out. Yeah, when you hit yeah. rock bottom, yeah. it's either exactly. hit the brakes or hit a wall. Right? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so do the work now to prevent it. Establish those new rhythms and habits and spiritual disciplines that are going to help you yeah. not to find yourself there. That's a big thing that people are learning from the culture and the generation before us that people hustled and pushed and uh, kept going and going and going, and then they get to sixty-five and they retire and they're lost. And they have no idea what to do with the rest of their life because all they've thought about is when I retire, yeah. when, when I'm 24, when I retire, when I'm 36, and I'm just thinking forward that things are going to be better when I retire. And it can be similar to Elijah after this fire falls and this great, amazing thing happens. Well, yeah. we finally got there. What now? And I get to the other side. And, and some of the most unhappy people right now uh, are those people that are in that phase of their life and they're grieving the loss of their career and the thing their, the their identity who they were because they didn't do this work today so let's learn from that and create the margin and live life in this moment because we're not promised tomorrow now none of this is to say like oh you know don't work anymore and just live on a beach somewhere obviously mm-hmm. uh work is good but god made us this rhythm uh even in the Old Testament, there was laws that modeled this for them where they'd seven years, they would till the land and then seven years it would rest. And then the year of Jubilee and then all these different things that would model these things for us. Uh, God has given us this model of yeah. work and and do it to all your might, but then uh, retreat and uh, to have solitude and rest, just like Jesus did uh, over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. See him feed the 5,000, then see him go up in the mountain by himself, yep. and then, you know, all these these different things that he did. Yeah, let us know what you all think. Uh, let us know what patterns you're trying to instill in your own life. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear about that because he would even challenge us as well uh, just, just to be cultivating patterns into your life now mm-hmm. before you reach that point of no return uh, love to hear from you guys. Make sure you check us out on social media, on YouTube. Comment below. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, let us know your opinions about who had the better draft, all the different things we talked about today's episode. It's been fun. We cannot wait to see you again. I'm going to let Phil close us out. 
weird because normal isn't working. We love you, weirdos. See you next time.